0: Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts, people that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Mock, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as co-founder of Wrangling Cats, creator of At Department of Australia, and other Twitter shenanigans, formerly Razorfish, Victoria Police, Telstra, and the ABC. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Leslie Nasser. Hey, man. How are you? Look, I'm very well, uh, Leslie. In social settings, how do you introduce yourself? How do I introduce
1: myself? Um, I generally don't. Um, I, I stay away from a lot of, uh, a lot of social, social settings. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, if I am going to introduce myself, I'll just, you know, shake someone's hand and say, my name's Leslie. Uh, It used to be when I was a little bit more uh, antisocial, I would make up a different Mm -hmm. name every time I went to a different event. Um, (laughs) It's just a a straight up dick move, but uh, I figured I was never going to see any of those people ever again. So what was the harm?
0: Did you ever have a crossover where you had introduced yourself as George at one event and then that person met you at another one?
1: no no i'm i'm not a particularly memorable person so well, that was that was never a concern never an issue
0: How would you describe your experience of family my experience of family um
1: fraught you know it's uh, mm. family family for me uh, i didn 't really have a have a good feel for for what family was until uh until I had one of my own right so until until mm. uh you know I got married and we we had our first child. I don't think I really had yes. any idea what it meant to to have family. Um so my my experience of family is quite recent so what the last uh, 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been good. It's been good, man. Right? Like it's uh it's, it's a lot more fun than I thought it would be.
0: What do you find most entertaining about hanging out with your kids?
1: Uh most entertaining look i've i've got uh, so i've got three kids right i've got uh mm-hmm. my eldest who zoe who's ten um got a middle middle one uh amelia who's uh who's just turned uh just turned seven uh and mm-hmm. I've got a a two year old Sophia. and so depending on which one i'm hanging out with or which combination they they have different uh different entertaining aspects to them zoe is um the sm- like and, and I know I know everyone says this about their kid, but Zoe is the smartest kid I've ever met. Right, and she's got like yeah. the driest, yeah. darkest humor as well. So I love hanging out with Excellent. her. She will come up with all sorts of stuff. Right, like she drew she draws pictures of. You know, what would happen if um, Peppa Pig was a zombie and she starts going off on this whole tangent about, well, you know, if you made bacon from a zombie Peppa Pig, then everyone who ate the bacon would become a zombie as well. I love that stuff, right? Like, I, I thrive Yeah. that. And it's saying you, you, really, you don't have conversations with your adult friends about crazy shit like that. But it's super fun. That's very cool. What, where does that imagination come from, do you think? Oh, it comes from, it comes from my wife. Right, like it's, it's <laughs> everything about everything about the girls come comes from her. Right, like they they mm-hmm. they're all super cute, and, right? Like they're 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 they they're cute and they're lithe and they're funny and they're smart. Right, and and you know I I I, I joke and say that it's their, You know, because so my wife's American. I joke and I say, well, yeah, the reason that Zoe is. The way she is, the reason that she's so outgoing and she's got this great sense of humor and imagination is it's that's her American side, right? Just manifesting yes. itself. Um, yeah, that's the, the girls are all super fun.
0: Kids are kids are so so awesome. How how then for someone like yourself uh, who says that you know the kids get all the creativity from mum, what do you do then for for left brain exercise?
1: For for me, or mm. or for the girls,
0: or well, either, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, what do I do? Wait, which ones the which ones the
0: left brain is that creative? That's the creative a, stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. What do
1: I do? Um, oh, look, I, I I dick around in um in Photoshop or uh, or a Final Cut, or I do some writing. Um, yeah, you know, I I spent a long time writing uh, PowerPoint decks for a um for a telco. And the idea was that you would write the mm. deck on a on a particular uh, piece of technology, and then the people up the chain would take that deck, slice it up, put it into their own presentations, and and you know call it their own when they're in they're giving a presentation in I don't know fucking Cannes or something. Mm. Um, and so I, I find that if I do that stuff for too long, I need to I need an outlet, right? And that outlet is either going to be writing or, or or doing some video editing. Um, so that's 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 sort of my my creative outlet is just is doing weird, unusual things, right? Like, and occasionally that it, it used to be that um, you know I would spend uh, time writing code, right? So for, for yes. me, the the process of software engineering is is a creative endeavor. It's not a it's not a, a particularly intellectual um, you know thing to do. It's for me, it's just kind of a it's a fun uh, you know, creative process. Um, that's, that's, mm. that's the case now. Cause uh, you know, that's all I do every day. Right. And if, if all I did every day was, uh, was eat ice cream, then, you know, it, that wouldn't be a fun treat anymore. It would just be a tedious mm. soul destroying, um, life ending proposition. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So really w- you know, what do I do for that left brain stuff? It's, it's writing or it's, um, or it's editing
0: the writing uh is that drawn from a style that you particularly like to read or just something that you're attracted to
1: i i really dislike reading i i mm-hmm. can't stand to read i i i didn't read as a as a kid um i very rarely read as an adult um i think it's 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 more drawn from from how my my internal dialogue works right so how mm-hmm. how i how i write and whether it's um short form or whether it's like ultra short form like twitter or it's um or it's a you know 400 word piece or it's a long form piece the way that i write is really a a reflection of the way that i think right so so the 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 process of writing really is just transcribing right it's it's Mm -hmm. some it's some piece of internal dialogue that i'm just getting out onto paper uh
0: so that's yeah i think that's that's where that is is it uh an outpouring of like your mind mapping process when you do that
1: I think hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I think sometimes it is. Like, I think with with initial drafts, it could be. I, I, mm-hmm. I generally don't do do like drafts of things. I, I if I don't get it right the first time, then I'll start again. And if it looks right, then I'll I'll run with it. Um, but but I think that for for saying that, for, for, for a subject matter that's quite uh, say complex. Um, yeah it, it can it can be a little bit of mind mapping it's my 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 uh, just me trying to trying to get my head around uh, something in, in particular um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's, it's probably less mind mapping than just therapy sometimes right where it's I'm not trying to sort of make sense of a of a um, of a topic um, yes. I'm just trying to process the emotion of it right I'm just trying to trying to figure out where where I'm at and then just Know, transcribing that down onto paper.
0: Is this something that you developed uh, during your school time, or, or afterwards, or is this has this come post?
1: I, th- I think it came post. Um, so I actually dropped out of uh, high school. So I dropped out of high school because I wanted to make uh, video games. So I, uh, wow, yeah. So I dropped out and um, went to work for a company in Adelaide that was owned by a um, a big company in the, in uh, Hong Kong called VTech. And Vtech mm-hmm. would know that they make all those like electronic, They call them electronic learning aids, right? They're like little computers for tiny little kids, right? They're like, like oh, yeah, yeah spell that kind of. Of kind course, of, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they started making uh, PC games based on some of those those old those old toys. So they they opened up an, ad, an office in Adelaide, and then when they shut it down, probably six or twelve months later, they said, "Look." You've got a choice. You can either be unemployed in two weeks or you can be uh living in Hong Kong working for us in two weeks. And I'm wow. a kid, right? I'm living at home in yeah. Adelaide and the and the choice is yeah, you know, <laughs> live at home in the southern suburbs of Adelaide or uh move to Hong Kong. Uh and so I went, Well fuck it, I'm gonna move to Hong Kong and uh yep. two weeks later that's that's where I was. Um you know, which sort of starts starts on this on this big long big long journey. So, yeah. so I, I don't remember a whole lot from, from school. I remember um, not particularly enjoying it, and being quite, quite bored and, uh, and just having... A, I, I remember throwing a chair at a teacher once. Um, but, like, it's... Uh, you know, school is... You know, school has an impact. And I regret that I didn't stay in school and I regret that I didn't go on to uni. But, um, but I don't regret where I'm at now. And I don't regret having mm. gone on to do the stuff that I've done. But, um, you know, it swings and roundabouts, right? It's uh, you know, some of the stuff we, we uh, you know, regret, but, you know, has yeah. a, a good payoff down the line. Did, when you went to Hong Kong, was it by yourself? Uh, no. So I went with, um, there was another programmer, um, Adam. Who uh, who came to came to Hong Kong with us, or with me, and uh, so we were staying in uh, company apartments right behind the main building in uh, Tai Po. Uh, wow. So the company apartment was uh, this sort of fortified block in the New Territories um, that had jungle behind it and a busy street in front of it. Um, Gosh, it was. It was all a bit. It was all a bit odd. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed. I, you know, I'd make a few trips to, um, to Japan because I was doing the localization for the for the product as well. Um, mm. I'd go to Japan and I'd come back with all kinds of crazy stuff, right? And this is the this is the mid to mid to late nineties. So, um, you know, it was just as the uh, the GameCube was being released and the uh, yes, the Sony um, fuck what they call it, the Sony Glasstron their first set-up yes. display and the original PlayStation. And so I came back and, you know, honestly, you're a kid. At that age, you're still a kid. But I'm, I, I'm flush with cash and I come back from, from Japan with all this crazy, like, at the time, incredible technology. And we would just hole up um, in the apartment for a weekend, put on the, yeah. so the Glass-Tron, put on Wipeout on the uh, PlayStation, and drink beer and play video games, like completely immersed, right? Just completely immersed. Yeah. Um, that was super, super great fun. Um, yeah, you know, I, I came away from it with absolutely no savings whatsoever. But you know, <laughs> who, who honestly, who can say they saved anything when they were, a, you know, when they were a kid? Um, mm. But yeah, that was that was that was pretty great.
0: That, that whole experience uh, I guess you mentioned it before it sounds very formative to to who you are now and 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 you know built a lot of experience opportunity and and your approach your wider approach to life is dropping out of school something that you would encourage counsel your daughters to do no no
1: and um, no absolutely not so it's uh so my uh, wife and kids are, are in the states visiting in-laws at the moment right so yeah they've they're going to be there for for at least a couple of months, um, so we've got Zoe enrolled in in school there. So she's having her first taste of the U.S. education system. Wow! Um, and you know, for you know, for for a ten year old going from the Australian system to the U.S. system is quite quite jarring. You know, they have a, like a pledge of allegiance, and and the school itself has yeah. something they call a um uh, they call it a freedom shrine. Which is a shrine to freedom, which I what? think has like eagles and fighter jets and all this sort of stuff on it.
0: <laughs> like it's,
1: it's so not it's so so not Australian, right? But 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 that said, like you know, if we if you know if she's like for me, it was it was it was super difficult, right? So yeah, not having not having a, a degree made it extraordinarily difficult to to um, To do certain things, right? Like you can't get, and for them, it's not going to be an issue, right? But it's it's very mm. hard to get, say, a a visa for the US or a work visa, if you don't have a university degree, right? It's yep. just one yep. of the things you can't do, and it's it's like having it's like having a it's it's a you know people say oh it's just a piece of paper well, it's just a piece of paper in the sense that a driver's license is just a piece of paper right? It's, yes. it's one of these things that we need to be able to go on and do other things. It's, it's that little piece of paper that says, you know what, without knowing me, this piece of paper tells you that I have some degree of knowledge or I have some degree of authority that, that says that you should let me do this thing. Um, so, I certainly wouldn't recommend it for any kids, <laughs> right? Like, don't, don't drop out don't be a dummy kids (laughs) stay in school it might be a terrible terrible experience but you know you've got you've got a whole life to recover from that shitty experience just suck it up power through you'll be better for it don't be like me i'm terrible
0: (laughs) far from it leslie i don't think that's true at all you're horrible that's not right
1: Sometimes the, the, the truth is just a hard thing to, uh, you know, to accept. And it's just the the way it is, I'm afraid. I'm a terrible, terrible person.
0: In the best way.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, oh, yeah, no, you know, granted, yeah, I'm a terrible person, but I'm... Oh,
0: you're the best kind of terrible person in my books.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How so? Uh,
0: because I think that you are the right amount of anarchist with... Uh, a reasonable head on your shoulders.
1: Oh, that's, that's very kind. Thank you.
0: And, and that's what I appreciate about you and some of the stuff that you do. Um, before we continue to talk about that, though, a question about regrets. Uh, are they things that you hold on to or are they things that, ah oh, look, it happened and I, I can get on with life. You know, I've resolved and, and moved on.
1: Oh, look, I I think, I think we'd all like to say that we're, we're able to, to let go of stuff and resolve them. Um, and I think for, for, for some people, that might well be the case. I don't feel like I, I, I can let go of them. Um, but at the same time, they, they, they define me as well, right? Like, stupid shit, no matter when I've done it, it could, I could have done something stupid yesterday or I could have done something stupid 20 years ago. Um, that's, you know, we've just got to be able to say, you know, that, that was real. That's, that's like a scar, right? It's just something mm. that makes me, makes me a person. But uh we don't have to like it right we don't have to be i think we have to be comfortable with it um it's just it's just you know one of those things that you know if someone's mm-hmm. writing a uh, a big list of here's everything i know about leslie you know or here's here's all the things that happened in leslie's life then you know it's going to fill out you know it's going to give you a couple of paragraphs there at least right so you're not going to be just some some empty page in a in that uh, sort of biography of humanity. Mm. It's just, you know, it's, it's, we do stupid things and that's, you know, that's how mm. how we define ourselves and how other people see us. Without it, then, you know, it'll be very boring.
0: What kind of legacy do you hope to leave? Oh, hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I I, think about that actually quite a bit. And I, whenever I do, I feel like it's that sort of ego speaking, you know, what's my legacy going to be when I'm, when I'm, Mm -hmm. um, what is it? What is, what do I want my legacy? You know, I just, I just want to, I want to make sure that my kids are okay. Right. Like that's sure. That's it. Like how, how I'm, how I'm perceived by others or, you know, whether there's a, you know, a wing of a hospital named after me, that stuff doesn't mean a great deal to me. You know, there's, there's, there's yeah. buildings in, in this city or buildings in every city that are named after people, right? And really, that's that's good and it's impressive for maybe a generation, right? But two generations in, nobody remembers why that building's called, you know, what it is, right? No one really remembers that it's, it's named after a person who might have done something exceptional in the, you know, 70 or 80 years that he lived. Um, mm-hmm. But it's different where it's it's different when you're talking about memory and it's different when you're talking about family memories, right? So would I, I would rather, I think, be remembered as someone who who was, you know, generally a, a decent person, right, and who looked after his his family and was there for his kids, right? I would like to be remembered yep. like that because, because there's a good chance that, you know, when I'm gone that you know, they will talk to... You know, if they have kids, they'll talk to their kids and they'll say, look, here's what grandpa was like, right? So that that legacy is going to to continue in some form, I think, a a bit longer than it would if it was in some other, um, I guess, uh, physical uh, manifestation, like a a wing of a hospital.
0: Yeah. The benefit for your kids when they're talking to their kids about grandpa will be that a fair chunk of what you do, uh, have done and will do, uh, is going to be available online, will it, will have been digitised, will exist in methods that are far easier to transport and archive. Uh, do you think that that is a good thing or a bad thing?
1: I think it depends on what that thing is, right? There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think back to, uh, you know, like... Maybe using posts that I made in the nineties, you know, with without the insight of a world beyond Adelaide. Right? Yeah. I think about that stuff, and I think, well, you know, that that person, that version of me's perspective of the world was was incredibly uh, narrow, right? It was I, I didn't know anything. I was a stupid yeah. fucking kid. Right? I knew absolutely nothing <laughs> at all. And so when I think of though, when I think of that stuff being available generations down the line. Um, that that makes me a little bit a little bit awkward, right? But it's it's just yes. that, that uncomfortable feeling. But how different is that really than, you know, someone who's kept journals since they were a kid, right? You don't just throw mm. them out. Like the the only difference really is that instead of, you know, your descendants being able to just sit there and like open up a journal and look through it, that that them and anyone else can could google it right they can find it online and read it and that's and so if it just comes down to medium if the content's going to be the same regardless and it just comes down to medium then you know what's the what's the big deal um that said i can see it being quite difficult in the future for um the kids uh, for for the relationships between uh kids and their friends more than kids and their parents right like it's a given that um that kids will well, down the line, they will Google their parents and they'll find all of the weird, crazy shit that they post to Instagram <laughs> and to Facebook. That's, that's all a given, right? But I do think about what it's like for kids and their friends, right? Because you will yes. get a, a point where where kids will Google each other and they will, you know, then be able to Google their their parents. And I think it widens the scope for stuff that they can be absolutely wretched to each other about, right? Yeah. So- I think, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, look, it's, there's, there's big changes afoot, but um, I think we're we're beyond the point of no return, right? We, we're, we're just going to have to find a way
0: to deal with that stuff down the line. Yes. Can I ask you a question about Adelaide? Yeah. Is that, uh, are there fond memories there or is it a place that, uh, as a as a, a young teen who was bursting into you know, being a, a coding nerd you just had to get out of
1: yeah look I, I don't have any fond memories of Adelaide I, I don't think I enjoyed school very much and you know I came from quite a, um, a quite a, a abusive father so in fact I hadn't been back to Adelaide um, until the end of 2013 um when my dad was sick mm. and, and that was it. I, I had, I'd, I'd been back in Australia for a while. And I'd been in and out of Australia the whole time I was away but I just never went back to Adelaide um, because I feel like, you yeah, I've got a brother and a sister there and I had my dad there and my mum passed in uh, 99 so she, she wasn't there. Uh, so really I had no reason to, to go back to Adelaide so I didn't really have fond, fond memories of it mm. and I found that when I went back in uh, 2013... Uh, nothing had really changed, you know. The, the southern suburbs of of Adelaide are the same as they were in the nineties, um, and that's not necessarily mm. a, a bad thing. Um, but uh, well, it, it is right, <laughs> right. It is a bad. It is a bad. Thing. <laughs> so it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's only it's only not a bad thing if you had if you're in a good position to start with, right? If you're if you're in a good space and you've got infrastructure and you've got services for people. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, if things don't change, but um, mm. when it's kind of a, a shitty environment for it to not have changed in all that time uh, is, is, is heartbreaking, right? Like it's, it's, it's too bad.
0: Was part of your reason to get up and go to Hong Kong was that uh, I just need to not be with family. I, I was that a, a contrib- big contributing factor to that decision?
1: Oh uh, look! It, it definitely played a part. Um, I think. I think the biggest factor was that I was young and dumb, right? And the opportunity mm. was there for me to, to, go and see some other part of the world on someone else's dime. Um, and you know, who knew when I was going to get that opportunity again? So I, I so I jumped at it.
0: What challenges you?
1: What challenges me. Um, oh my uh you know my my kids challenge me yeah you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it sounds a little bit generic but um my kids challenge me in that uh, in that i need to i need to learn how to interact with with people who don't you know they don't know any better right when 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 um you know when my Daughter cuts all the whiskers off the cat <laughs> I need to I need to know how to, how you know, how the how do you deal with that right All of my interactions have been adult interactions right like if 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 a if a work colleague cut all the whiskers off of a cat um I could you know call the police or you know I could hit them or i could we, you could fire them like this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's actually it's a, it's a fairly simple thing to to deal with but when when your kid does it and they don't know like they, they saw a cat and they saw some scissors and they just join those two things together because they're kids and that's what they do helping helping my kids navigate this thing we call life uh yes is is, is quite a challenge um and then, you know, so, the, so there's, the, there's the family side of things. And then there's the, for me, it's, it's, it's always been a challenge to, um, to I guess, uh, just that those general, those, those mundane human interactions have always been quite challenging for me. You know, not mm-hmm. saying the, the wrong thing. Or, or or saying things that are that are wildly inappropriate and not really figuring it out until far late until until someone makes a Facebook post later saying, "Yeah, this fucking guy said something wildly inappropriate." Right, like <laughs> that's that's a challenge to me. So I I, I don't do a lot of the a lot of the social stuff just because I am pretty good at stepping on my own dick. So
0: yeah. How do you then balance that out in the midst of uh, you know I don't like to do a lot of the social stuff uh, yet a lot of your interaction with people quite often is in social media contexts
1: it, it is but it's um, you know even though we we have these you know to different differing, differing uh, extents we have real-time social media right like mm. Twitter is Twitter is is the defining real-time social experience, right? Like it's there's a reason that every TV show has Twitter integration and not, you know, Facebook integration, right? Like if you want yes. to know what's going on at that moment in time, it's going it's to be Twitter. That said, it's, it's not as real-time as talking to someone, right? Because it does give you the ability to, to self-moderate and, to, and mm-hmm. to edit. And for me, that's, that's quite helpful. Right, because if I if I type something, the moment I read read what I've typed, I I can get a feel for whether it's it's massively inappropriate or it's stupid. Um, so it's it's just it's I guess it's easier, right? That's so I don't think there's really much of a disconnect there. I think that um, mm-hmm. the advantage to social is uh, for me with social is that I get to I get to edit. I get to have that. Um,
0: Uh, that mute button. Do you think that that self-editing thing is, is that important for you? I think it's pretty important. Um,
1: It's uh, I think without it, um, I think without it, I'd have lost jobs a lot quicker. (laughs) Yes. Right. Like I've been pretty lucky in that I've been able to, uh, to do a lot of different things. And yeah, the last what well, probably three jobs I've had uh, were all via Twitter, right? It was all through people I knew, mm-hmm. and things that I've done uh, with Twitter, and um, and that's been that's been pretty great. I'm not sure whether those things would have manifest had I not had some kind of editing in place. Right? I think that um, mm-hmm. there's a point where where yeah, you know, I can I can write some funny tweets now and then. But, um, but, you know, no one, wants a, no one wants a fucking psychopath on their team, funny or not.
0: <laughs> well, you know, potato, potato, you weigh that up, right? If you're going to a, a distant planet um, where you're going to face aliens, a psychopath could be good.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, because you want that first impression to be one of uh, unending horror. <laughs> Meeting a new species for the first time you know, if you don't pull out a great big knife and gut the first one you see then I don't know what's the point of going to space
0: if movies, television sci-fi culture have taught us nothing the reason why we go into space is to find those other cultures and stamp them out
1: That's right. that's right
0: what's it like being in the middle of controversy that you're not responsible for
1: I am sure I don't
0: know what you're talking about I'm sure in your life there have been times when stuff is spinning around you that you didn't cause that you're not, you're not connected to, but given the nature of what you do or or the things that you uh, are near that people sort of start to point fingers uh, at you or at least at the things that are are close to you.
1: Yeah. Look, it's um, I'm, I'm getting better at, at handling that stuff. Mm You know, there's, yeah i've i've worked on a lot of a lot of different things right and 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 obviously like you you're referring to the stuff with q and a um you know i'm i'm so so proud of what we've done with with q and a and it's been you know so we've been, well, i've been working with the um with them for what six years um mm-hmm. and there's this you know there, there are a few things in in my life that you know pieces of work where that i'm as, as proud of as i am with with A. I think that they've done an extraordinary job with you know fostering that show and and embracing the community that's there um and so it does it does drive me a little bit a little bit crazy you know when i see people you know taking cheap shots uh cheap shots at it um but as far as you know, there was there was something recently where uh, you know someone you know, claimed that I was the one that was responsible for all the uh, on-air tweets at Q and A, like that I was the one mm. moderating them, and that you know I was the reason that these uh, these uh, these unfortunate uh, ones had been selected to go to air, and uh, and that's happened that's happened a few times, but um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. Uh, yeah, you know, a great deal. It, it used to bother me more, but not not so much now. Um, I just sort of accept that those people are idiots, and you know, <laughs> eventually they'll be dead. And that's
0: that's all good. What's your uh, view on people who are uh, incompetent?
1: Hmm. Uh, if they, if they're incompetent, because if if they're if they're incompetent and um, they know that they're you know. If if they're incompetent and they act as if they're not incompetent, right? Or if, or if they're incompetent and they accuse others of being incompetent, that I've got yes. I've got no no time for, right? Just no no patience for
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: at all. Um, if someone's incompetent because they just don't, they're just because they're they're out of their league, um, I actually have a great deal of sympathy for, right? Because I know what that's yeah. like. Right? I know what it's like to. Uh, you know, to be thrust um, thrust forward, is, and and have people have a lot of faith in your abilities and abilities that aren't necessarily there. Um, I I totally understand that. Uh, so that that stuff, I'll, I'll let it slide, right? Like I might, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, talk to them or you know, joke with with them about that. Um, but I don't feel like I'm, I'm outwardly you know, aggressive or hostile towards that kind of, that kind of thing. But, but people who are, who who are incompetent that, but, you know, feel the need to belittle those who, you know, who question that just, yeah, no, no tolerance for it all.
0: Is that part of the motivation behind some of the, the, the the humor uh, that you offer through a couple of your uh, different channels now?
1: Um, Hmm. I think for but pot- potentially for some of the political stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think outside of that, probably probably not. Um. Yeah. I no. I, th- I think perhaps for the political stuff, but but generally no. Are you a member of a political party? I actually joined the Greens last year. Funnily Why? enough. Why? Um. Oh, because you know it's it's purely a um a a reactive thing like labor Mm -hmm. done. Like I'd voted labor my whole life and um, they'd done something. I don't even remember what it was. It was just, just another thing in a line of stupid things. (laughs) The final straw. It was, it was the the final straw. Right. And um, I thought, look, I got it. You can either fucking whine about it or you can get off your ass and do something about it. And Mm. given the, the few real, alternatives available for the only thing i i saw that was worth uh well, the only people I, I saw that i felt were worth you know reaching out to were the greens um that said you know i, I wouldn't have done that if if i'd waited a week i wouldn't have done it right so mm-hmm. it's just at that at that point in time it was it was that was an easy what hundred bucks to spend sure yeah
0: is that something that you regret, or something that you have maintained?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I don't have any regrets about that, and um, you know, it's it's something that I'll, I'll, you yeah. know, while yeah, while I'm not disillusioned, I'll, I'll continue to you know to participate and to support. But um, but uh, you know, socialism. If if nothing else, it's made me fickle. we're the reason that this whole country's in this mess is because we're awful people who love star wars too much
0: yeah i know i'm horrible what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months
1: um look we i for the first time you know went out and we uh i founded a uh a small startup with a with a buddy of mine uh, and i 've been a i 've been a solo player for for a long time even even when i 've worked for other people i've been sort of uh this uh this you know one man team uh, mm. so for me over the next twelve months it's it's embracing working with a team right and and working to build my own my own thing and uh you know the, we've been doing it for we've had the new company for what about six months Mm -hmm. and it's been great i've learned a lot right it's been it's been pretty frustrating at times but um but i've enjoyed it i've really uh i've really enjoyed it so um yeah so the next 12 months i'm hoping to uh to spend just really focusing on that right focusing on on running a business and and uh you know doing it as, as best i can and you know hopefully creating something that uh that can provide for me and my family you know 50 years from now sure it sounds pretty boring doesn't it right like it's just what do you want to achieve in in a 12 months time oh well you know i just i, I don't want to be unemployed and um giving blowjobs for food right like it's i don't i don't want to be some hobo on the street um you know in urine soaked pants mm. that's what i don't want to have in 12 months
0: and, and which is what makes your focus for the next 12 months so important. I mean, you know, the, right. the, the records around, you know, startups and, and small businesses uh, and their success rate beyond the first 12 months are, are pretty, they're stacked against you. So to, to have that's that as right. a goal yeah, is and, really important.
1: Yeah. And, and thankfully we've been, we've been profitable from, from day one, um, which is, which is great. And that's a promising thing. And we've just wow, yeah into our uh, second office, which is a lot more, we we had this beautiful place in um, Surrey Hills, right? Mm-hmm. It was at the top of Keppax Street, and Kippax is sort of the, like the garment district, right? Yes. And so it was up there, and it was a really old building, but it's this big open space. It was clearly used to be a um, like a sweatshop, right? So <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, I described it as being this beautiful big open space that was actually like this horrific um, venue for generations of uh, horror, but. Um, <laughs> Gosh. anyway so it was, it was it's it's a great spot and we we got a great rate on the on the rent uh and then they said you know what we could probably make a lot more money if we convert these into uh into uh loft apartments for the uh newly affluent so um so we had to move but it was good yeah. it was good for us to move right because we we're at that point now where look we, what we need is we need a more grown up space we need something that's you know, got lockable doors and we need something that's got parking and something that's close to, to facilities. Uh, so we've moved out to uh, Alexandria to the, to the new office, which is a, which is a beautiful venue um, that just happens to be right around the corner for a, from, um, from uh, the grounds, which, you know, means nothing to anyone outside of Sydney. But uh, the grounds, if you, if you really want to, you know, if you want to be obnoxious, then you just say to people, let's go get coffee at the grounds. Yeah, it's, a, it's an okay it's an okay spot
0: well Leslie, thank you very much for sharing all of that you've been very very generous uh, and I can offer that you are in my opinion someone who is highly valued so thank you for your time Thanks. people can can find you on Twitter at Leslie Nassar. Do you have any other social accounts you want to own up to
1: um i've actually I, I went through and purged a whole bunt, bunch of them um, so that The only couple that I really maintain now are um, that I'll fess up to are Department Mm -hmm. of Australia um, and uh, which is so great, thank you. And uh, Department of Internets, DOI. Um, Although Department of Internets, I might actually I might kill because honestly, it just keeps getting confused with the Department of the Interior for the US or (laughs) Data on Ice in Indonesia. So it's always got my. uh, the um, notifications window is always going crazy because either someone's protesting, <laughs> drilling in a national park, or uh, something big has happened on Dancing on Ice. So I think it's time that, that that account went away.
0: Dancing on Ice has a whole other meaning in this modern era, though, too.
1: It sure does. It sure does. And I would pay good money to see Channel 10 um, create a reality show about people dancing while they're on ice. I think wow. It would be huge. It would be huge. And it'll be like right in their wheelhouse.
0: And people would complain about it just the right amount, yet it would still get traction.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. hell yeah. Look, if they can, if they can put The Biggest Loser on year after year, then there's no reason they <sighs> can't put like um, Ice Junkies on TV. Yeah,
0: Ice Road Truckers in the truest sense of the word. Yeah, I'd watch it. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that Atlasly NASA is indeed